COVID vaccinations for no longer neutral. Black Lives Matter, whether it's a hash. Can't take it no longer. It's minority children that are suffering the most. Begin to have real conversations. No, no longer, longer neutral. neutral. Did you go back to the okay. conversation? Okay. Because hey, I want to know who actually asked you or who you said you were having a conversation about. Why is it that a lot of the political women or women in high power? Oh, position proximity. Are, okay, but so no, I want to know who asked you okay. that. Who were you, and you were in that conversation with? Was it black men or? It's social media chatter. Okay. Social media mm -hmm. chatter for the most part, but um, I have a cousin that goes to Sierra Canyon, mm -hmm. and he all his girlfriends have been white. Mm -hmm. Okay, and kind of felt a way about it a little bit. Like where the black girls at, or mm -hmm. where the Asian girls are, the Mexican mm -hmm. girls. Mm -hmm. But he goes to a school where they pay $50,000 a mm -hmm. year. Mm -hmm. So his friends and the people he play with are going to be people, are children of parents who could afford $50,000 a year to send their 13, 14-year-old mm -hmm. to school. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, because of the system and systematic oppression and racism and whatever, all that other extra stuff. We can't afford to send our children to school right. for $50,000 a year. So all his friends are going to be a certain type of, you know what I mean? Those yeah, are almost like fresh fresh you know, so that's the Bel proximity Air. thing. Yeah, that's that we good. Were talking you know, the but, new but, show Bel Air? Yes. Oh, yeah. You know, they show how even though Will's in Bel Air, he's choosing a black girl. Right. Well, but he, but he came girl. from Philly, though. That's my point. That's my point. Like, I okay. know that culturally... I don't care who you're around proximity-wise. Mm -hmm. You are going to, kind of what you said, who you fall in love with, who you fall in love with. And typically, mm -hmm. it's somebody that you have a lot of commonality with. And I mean, it's Right, that is true, too. You might, you know, you both in the sports, or you both like to eat this kind of food, whatever it is. And I'm saying that proximity is not always... The, the case, look at Michelle and Obama. Absolutely, because, but it is in my mother and father's case, they went to the same high school. Right. And during integration, when it was actually illegal to marry, actually even date. So that was a good example of coming forward. Things have changed. Now you are having black and white and brown, you know, young people right. in the same place. My question is, why is it that we only have a few black women who are dating white men, but we have an enormous amount of black men that are dating white women? And it's not just because of proximity. Choice. It's choice. And it's, it's, it's trendy and it's, it's you know they're they're you know I don't want to date my own I don't want to date black women. Right. That's what I hear a lot of black men saying. So it's I was not having about a, and, and my question is why? Where is that coming from? I was having a conversation with one of my friends. Oh my, he's my age, and he which is around what th 30, thirty He's thirty five. Okay, he's a little bit younger than me. Got a history of dating white women. Okay. And then I asked him, I said, why do you always go, like, well, I've never seen you with a black girl. If I seen you with a black girl, it be a certain type. And I was so surprised that he was able to articulate this from, to me. He said, it's so hard being a black man. It's so hard to be in his skin and exist. He's prejudged when he walks into the room. Um, he's told no before he even show his credentials, just because of his whole life, just because of how he looked, completely understood and sympathized with them, um, with that. And he's like, I don't want to choose a partner who has to go through the same things that mm -hmm. I have to go through for just existing. I claim BS. And that completely changed I my BS. thought. 
I claim I've heard yes. that before, though. I've heard it before. I've heard that before. But I'm like, too. I don't even understand that line right. of thinking. So why? So my but question, Sean, also is when you're on this social media platform, because it, the same for me. Someone asked me because they know I'm kind of like politically involved. Right. You know, hey, Ayana, you know, you're in the politics. Why is it that women who have achieved a certain status politically, why are they choosing to be with white white men? He's married to a white woman, right? He's a black man, married to a white woman, but he had an issue with this. And I'm just curious to know, when you did look at that platform, did you see the trend of who was opposing or had the most um, black man, Black man. There you go. Black man. I, I, I get every side. I get every side. So this is my thing. So I, I feel like I'm hijacking the conversation. I'm taking no, it other places. I so I was always... Um, I didn't have an issue with interracial dating. I would mm-hmm. date people outside my race. It wasn't a thing for me. It's not a thing for my family. Our families, well, like, we don't care. But when I became, the older I got, and with all this political unrest of George Floyd's and Trayvon Martin's stuff, I'm like, I wouldn't date nobody outside my The more and more I see that they how they treat my people, mm-hmm. the further and further I get away from the idea of entertaining someone who's not, in, who's not black, who doesn't that. understand what I go through. You know what I mean? Um, and society's done that. Not my beliefs or my family or how I was raised. Society, you know, why would I why would I want to date somebody who's not black? Why wouldn't I want to be with somebody who's not black? And that's not because I was raised to think so that way. It's because the society has you see what I'm saying? I do. I understand I understand your philosophy around what your choice would be. My question is, I don't think that in the world that we live in, that love, you choose love. Correct. I agree with that. that love can happen in a time such as this where you still have those feelings. I can't imagine that my mother in 1959 decided she was going to find a black man. Right, right, right. I can't even fathom. And because I've known her for my entire life until she passed, I know that the philosophy of love takes place and takes precedent, even over going to jail. Even over my grandmother's house being bombed. Wow. Even over my father having to have a, a, a National League baseball player drive my mother to California right. so that she could get out of the state of West Virginia. So I know that happened. Oh, that's where the loving case. That's where the loving mm-hmm. case. Oh. Very similar to my, to my mother and father. Mm-hmm. So that's why a lot of times when I talk about today, I'm, I'm, I feel like we've lost the, the feeling of what love does. For instance... I know that a lot of black men are choosing to date white women because curiosity, the trend, whatever they think, somehow white women are better. That misnomer has been a reality with black well, men for so long. How long is so a trend? Long. A long time. It's been a long time. And I think I think a little different because, you know, I'm always we've talked in on our podcast before. I'm always going to go back to economics. Oh, right. And so when we are thinking about today and today's society and you think about who the people are that are when we think about what we want in terms of a home and we want, you know, the status. So when we think about that. Almost to your point, um, Sean, but a little differently, I might be thinking I want someone who's also going to be able to closely align to the status that I'm looking for 
And it could be that if I'm struggling and she's struggling, or if she's struggling and he's struggling, we want somebody else that's going to help to get us to together. I'm going to need you to call that out. I hear you. So if I'm black and I'm struggling and the world is coming down on black folks, I may not want to marry another black person who's struggling, who is struggling. So not so much, you know, from this other kind of standpoint of just, you know, some, you know, color, but I'm just looking for some that we can advance together. Right. And there's so many things that we have going and I don't want to I don't want people to think that I'm um, anti-black because I got a black husband. Right. (laughs) But some black kids. That's right. And three wonderful black kids. Okay, But I also know that that is like the reality. It exists. You know, when you go to college there, the numbers of us there, Mm -hmm. black folks is just low. And we know that if we go all the way back, you know, when we go to some of our schools that are, um, there are there are differences. You know, we equity and access Absolutely. and all of that is not here because of the fact that things are going so great. Right. We're talking about it because it's not happening. Right. And so until those things happen, then there are groups that are going to continue to struggle. And when you decide that you want to move out of that struggle, it may mean that you're choosing to move out without necessarily the person that a black person or the same person of color. Well, listen, well, welcome. Thank you for tuning in to No Longer Neutral. Please don't forget to follow, subscribe, and rate our show wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at No Longer Neutral. And we started off this topic because we were having a little uh, couch conversation about the judge, KBJ. Katanji Brown Jackson and her husband, who's a surgeon that she met at Harvard. So listeners tune in and, you know, hey, give us feedback. What do you think? And I'm Dr. Ayana. I'm Sean Allen. I'm Dr. Michael Haygood. And I am Dr. Sharice Roper. And this is no longer neutral. We can't take it no longer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let me preface this episode. We're like 13 minutes in. We're just having fun. And we decided to pick up the mic and record. So this is a non-traditional, unorthodox episode, listeners. I had to say that, okay? Right. <laughs> but so Katanji, I looked at her side. I was like, so hearing about it in Supreme Court, I'm like, yay, black woman. We need it. We need it. We need it. Then saw her husband. I was like, uh. but then when I learned about her history mm-hmm. and her husband's history mm-hmm. and how long they've been together right. and how he paid for her education, so to speak. And help, you know what I mean? I'm like, okay, like I am all behind them. I'm. Do you rooting. have that same feeling when you see um, black politicians, senators, congressmen? With oh, their what, white, what, about with their what about Kamala? Yeah. What about Kamala? Kamala? How did you um, feel about that? Yeah. So running for uh, office because we know Kamala because uh-huh. we are here in California. Right. I've always kind of uh, with her. Um, I like Doug though. So when I learned about her partner. And what he has done outside mm-hmm. of being with her, mm-hmm. tech money, lawyer, you know what I mean? I was like, okay, he cool. And the uh, programs and stuff that he supported throughout his career, he's a solid. He could come to the cookout. And you know what I always say? <laughs> he come to the cookout. Some people and you know like, what I do? Know. He's going to eat the ribs, though. <laughs> no, they weren't going to vote for her behind that. You and know? see, my litmus test for that is I always never seem to really – like judge the partner 
Because I always think if I know Kamala and I know what kind of person Kamala is, right. I have to have faith that she she chose this dude. So you obviously are choosing someone who's gonna be down with the cause. Right. I can't imagine people like that not choosing. I've never met a couple interracial that I've met that have had the partner be white and the white partner not be down. Okay, what about Clarence Thomas? This whole thing about well, his Clarence wife Thomas being involved. Black. Oh yeah, being Come on now. Oh yeah. <laughs> Come on, let's talk for real. I forgot. About right. But you know what? Right. <laughs> the, we keep saying proximity. We said that like a million times since yeah. we've been here together today. That's that's a thing. That's a real thing. And that we have Absolutely. to respect and honor. Absolutely. And uh, give grace to, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't do that. But I don't think we're, we are having the, we, we are just now having the proximity conversation. Mm-hmm. I think we are conscious of it now, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There's a new level of consciousness with proximity you're going to date and be with or be friends with the people who are in your environment typically yes you know what i mean yes Um, yes so i but so a thing too i know you guys do but a lot of people who are not in education don't we don't read and research Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so when kamala married doug i was like okay who is this guy what Mm -hmm. does he do like who does he uh, what's his political views? Who has he supported in the past? Where does he donate this money? Who the companies that he represented? The people that, like I look into all that type right. of stuff. But why? Mm-hmm. So so is it the same if it had been a black man with a white woman? It seems like no one does that research. But um, why scrutiny when it's a black woman married to a white man? Because I'm still in the space, and I want to hold this to be true that love is love. Oh yeah, so, um, I, I I me okay because I research. I look it up. Just what you know you what I mean? Okay. And, uh, Serena. Serena's coming up in the conversation with the white husband. We're talking about Katanji, <laughs> and I'd like to offer. No, I, I just th- wanted to just know, like, you know, because I've heard the conversations about when it's the, um, you know, the Susan Rice and any person who, black woman who was up for um, vice president position or who's made it to a, a Eve, you yes. know, rapper yes. Eve now yes. is with someone else and a white well, I'd man. I'd like to take the opportunity since we've been talking about Katanji. To just say Happy Black History Month. Amen. I'm sorry. Um, I take that back. Erase that. I just like to say on behalf of Women's History Month. Mm-hmm. Happy History Month, Dr. Davis. Has to, happy History Month, Dr. Roper. Thank you so much. Two powerful, amazing, sensitive. What, what, right, what about me? Well, we're talking about women right now. Shall I we? could be a woman. No, not trans. Not what do you identify not as? Not today. Okay. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> not today. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right. And all, you know, and all of the uh, other powerful black women specifically that I know, um, hats off to you. Thank hats you. off to you Thank for you. sustaining and, and, and just really, um, I have no idea. I've never been in any of your shoes, but I have a, a serious fondness of black women specifically mm-hmm. that has happened since I've been a kid. And um, all my friends, People that love me seem to always be black women. Um, and I just have an affection for the strength and the love and the sensitivity that I see coming from both of you specifically. Mm-hmm. And I'd also like to take this opportunity to just do a shout out for this month. You know, who do you guys know that you'd like to shout out, you know, for, for Women's History Month? Grandmother. Okay. My Absolutely. Women in my family. Absolutely. My daughter-in-law. Phenomenal. And by the way, she is not African-American. Mm-hmm. Um, but she is an amazing woman, mother, um, great for my son as a, a partner. So good shout out to her. And 
I work with some really phenomenal women in my district, and I would really love to um, just recognize them, and they know who they are. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, the struggle is real, but we know that we are doing the damn thing. We We are, and you know what? And I just want to say, women out there, you keep supporting each other. Keep supporting one another. You know, don't let people get in the middle of what you know is good stuff to do mm-hmm. and just keep on keeping on. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. I'd like to say also a big shout out to my niece Gabby in Maryland who's going to the Junior Olympics. Really proud of her and to all those other young folks that we see that are out there. I'm talking a lot with young people right now in my life, particularly between 15 and 25, um, because I think they're experiencing a very different world than we were. You know, speaking about my own kids, um, in fact, as well as other young people who are having a hard time, I think, managing what's coming out of COVID. You know, sort of the COVID rut, I think, for them is very different. I think for us, we already have jobs. We're already in the marketplace. We're already sustaining families. I think for young people, though, they're still finding their way in the world. And for them to navigate past COVID, past the war, past the economic struggles that have been going on it's been a very different time for them so shout out to all the young black black women and just women period that are young yes yes my um soon to be daughter-in-law bianca (coughs) you know uh she is um biracial her mother's hawaiian her dad is black i'm from new orleans and she is an epidemiologist, chose that career, that field, and it was so oh, timely. So she know all about COVID. She all, oh, my <laughs> gosh. She's really into data and research and um, infectious diseases and really excited about it. And I'm like, who are you? <laughs> you know, you really care about this. But, you know, when you mentioned being a good person, a partner for your son, I really like how balanced, she, what the balance she brings to my son. And which makes me believe to be true that, when you do have a partner who happens to be a black woman, you know, I just, and no shade to any other woman of color or white woman, because, you you know, dealing with a man, I'm sure, comes with some really challenges. Hold on now. Hold I'm, on. Not married, <laughs> I'm not married, so I can't say. I just, it just appears that Hold it comes now. with some good ups and some downs. But, um, you know, just to balance out a relationship, um, self-identity, self-worth, your career, you know, it's not it's not an easy road to hoe, but yeah. I wouldn't trade being a black woman for anything else in the world. Absolutely. And lastly, because, you know, they'll kill me. Um, Mariah, my youngest daughter, and her partner, Mefti, um, wonderful, phenomenal women. And I cannot, they help me with everything. And I cannot forget Haley. Mahalia Lee Pounders is her name, Hello. and that is my jewel. Yes, yes, yes. And for those who don't know, um, Haley is my child with Down syndrome, and she is has brought a lot of just everything to my life. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, women out there, you know, just keep on keeping on. I can't say it enough, out, folks. I got to go <laughs> with y'all then. Okay. <laughs> My sisters, Yvette Anderson and Tristan Day and Carol Fujita, as a matter of fact. Mm. Those are my sisters in love. And to my daughters, um, Ebony Hubbard and Fatima Boykin, Renee Haygood, I love both of you immensely. And I know that you know how much Daddy loves you, but I want to take the opportunity to say it to the public. I have an amazing, amazing, amazing daughters. Yeah. Yes. Um, And I just love them to death. So Daddy loves you. 